You're listening to an N Stars podcast production. I'm Adam Mock, a 40 something year old film critic who actually knows how to swing dance. I am Melanie Weir, a 26 year old former theater major who sorely wishes she knew how to swing dance. And today on the show, we're going to watch Swingers on Made You Watch, a podcast. Okay, today on the show, it's my turn to recommend to Mel, and we are watching 1996's Doug Lyman-directed, believe written by John Favreau, yep, written by John Favreau, Swingers. What a talented guy. What do you think Swingers is about? I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm just glad you've assured me that it's not softcore porn. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It just sounds... You know, you know that oh, sling totally commercial does. where they're like, it's 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 Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally, and they're like, oh, we sling all the time. Of course we do. I, that was good. <laughs> oh, I forgot how good your Nick Offerman was. I try. I, I wonder. Really, really do. Can I do Megan Mullally? Can I? Am I? <laughs> You're just paddling your own canoe, aren't you? <laughs> oh, that was a little rough. My, my voice ain't what it used to be. So, um. Swingers came out in 1996. It is uh, director Doug Lyman's first movie. He also did Go. I don't know if you ever saw that. Mm-mm. He did the Bourne movies. The, I've well, never seen them. The first either. couple, like those were him. I think I think my mom likes those, maybe, or somebody in my family okay. has watched them on TV. But I don't think I've ever seen. He's them. an interesting director. He he kind of he's all over the place with the movies he makes, and he. Pretty pretty well seasoned. I, I, I like his work for the most part. It, I mean, um, it sounds like he has an impressive resume in any event. It has Vince Vaughn in one of his earliest roles. This is the, the twink Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah. He looks like a child in he, this. <laughs> Girls, don't I look young? Yeah, I'll say. You have an early Heather Graham looking... Oh, God. Who is Heather Graham? Heather Graham is... Have you ever seen Boogie Nights? Mm. Or And you've never seen the Austin Powers movies. No, and also um, no... Something Bummer Summer. Uh-uh. She was the aunt in that. Uh, you'd know. He, I'm I'll, sure. I'll figure something out. I think she, she might have been on Mindy Project. I'm not I've positive. I've never seen the Mindy Project. Jesus Christ, you would love the Mindy I Project. I know. <laughs> so, and has John Favreau, who's the, the star and the writer. Ron Livingston, who we've talked about in Office Space. Yes. He, he's the main guy. And uh, Patrick Van Horn, been in a couple things. Alec uh, Dessert who been in a couple things here and this there. He was, he was on Becker. Anyway. He was on Becker for a while. He played the, uh, the blind guy on Becker. What is Becker? Becker was a show with Ted Danson as an ornery doctor who smoked like a chimney. I literally, my awareness you of Ted like Danson Becker. has such a gap in it because it just goes, cheers, the good place. This was like him in between cheers and the good place. Yeah. That was like his show for a few years. Um, so we are going to stop the podcast Watch the show. Watch the show. Watch the movie. And we I'm will be. Cheers. She's going to go watch Cheers. I'm going to watch Swingers. <laughs> and we'll be right back. In the city of Los Angeles, where everyone is a player. What do you guys do? Oh, I'm a producer. Mike can't even get a seat on the bench. Where do I know you from? You ever been to the Ha Ha Hole on, uh, on Pico? Oh, you're, you're a comedian. It's, uh, you know, it's a dream. You know, it's a lot of hard work and travel. I know where it is Starbucks. You came in and asked me for an application. But now his closest friends are getting him back into the swing of things. Vegas, baby, Vegas! How you ladies doing this evening? What do you drive? Uh, Cavalier. <laughs> it's a nice touch. So how long do I wait to call? Two days is like industry standard. 
But how long are you guys going to wait to call your babies? Six, Six days. days. Miramax presents the film that had an entire country on its feet. You know what, big boy? You're grown up. Swingers. So, what did you think of Swingers? I, you know what? You gave me about a thousand warnings that this movie was going to be misogynistic and like a dude's movie. Adam, I loved this. I am shocked. I, I kind of I picked it, it as a sabotage movie. I know. I keep trying to like think. I'm like, we should give low ratings. Like, I should give Adam something he hates. Yeah, I'd but be fine with that. Kind of my, I thought you were going to. I was 50-50 on how much you would like Encanto, but I honestly thought you would give it a lower score. I really thought with this film, you were going to look at it as just toxic masculinity. And it kind of is. You know, in certain ways, at least in their actions, but their reasons are because they're just a bunch of dudes who are insecure. Yeah, like my thing is how much can I really blame the, them for what their culture did to them? Yeah. I, we've gotten to this point. They're all, they're all Hollywood wannabe actors. In first the 90s. Off. In and the like, 90s. And like we're far enough removed from the 90s. Like I have no living memory. I mean, of these it. guys all so, want to be in entourage. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. like how can I be mad at them for being pretentious little boys? Exactly. They were cute. I liked the bro energy. Yeah, there was a, and, and the. I I think I can't, I don't you can't call them wife beaters anymore, but man, they're all wearing those tank tops. They really were barely dressed. I, what do they call like A-frame shirts now? I have no idea. They have like I a really they were dumb... still called wife beaters. No, they, they, that that's gone. You're not allowed to say that anymore. Uh-huh. They, that has been taken out of the nomenclature. I mean, I I understand. Yeah, oh no, I do too. It's a terrible <laughs> name for a shirt. <laughs> Trevor Noah has a joke about that. See, we call this kind of tank top a vest, but you you call it a wife beater. A wife beater. The movie's about um, Mike, played by John Favreau, who moved to Hollywood to start a career as an actor. He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, he hosts an open mic night. He has one line in a movie where he plays a bus driver. I wonder if it was speed. He, oh. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. His best friend is Vince Vaughn, uh, who plays Trent. And Trent is just big dick energy to no. the ex- he, he Trent has tiny dick energy. See, dude. but he comes off as big dick energy. Okay, when he's talking to other women. When he talks to women, he's uh, he negs. He's that, no, 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 no. That's not big dick energy. Big dick energy is having the confidence in yourself that you don't need to do that. You know okay. who has big dick energy? Is John Favreau at the end of the movie. Yes. Well, sort of, sort of. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that is But what he's it is. not as confident. It, like big dick energy, you like you you're confident that you know what the hell you're doing. No, and because you don't, it's a very you, specific kind of confidence. You flaunt it without flaunting it. It's yeah, and he's flaunting. Only only in that only when they're dancing though, and we'll get to that. No 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 no. Wait, hold on. Now, are we talking about Trent or about Mike now? We're talking about Trent. Yeah, no, he has the confidence where like he doesn't need to flaunt. Not while they're dancing. You're correct, but when he's talking to her. No, Trent's Trent's Vince. No, Vaughan. Mike, shoot. Okay. <laughs> Yes, yes, there you go. It's like Encanto. I couldn't keep track of the names either. There, it's just like a bunch <coughs> we'll of We'll just call really him Vince Vaughn, John Favreau, okay. Ron Livingston. John Favreau does not have BDE when he is dancing with her at first. He does not have it when he approaches that other girl at the bar. He does have it when he's talking to her at yes. her car. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, and yeah. Vince Vaughn's character almost never has it. The movie starts with Mike's super depressed, John Favreau, because he left a girl behind. Yeah, he, his been girlfriend with. of six years. And he, it's all he talks about. He drives his friends fucking nuts. And they're trying to get him to just move on. And, and 
be kind of a scumbag, you know, be the bad guy. They're just, they want him to get you back out there. You gotta be the bear. She's a little bunny rabbit. She's a little rabbit. bunny rabbit. And you're the you bear. You got these fucking teeth and these claws. And you don't know how to kill a bunny with these teeth and these claws. You don't know how to kill a bunny. Don't you want you like a big bear with, with, with claws and with fangs, with man? fucking teeth, yeah, man. Yeah, fucking teeth on you. She's just like this little bunny who's just kind of cowering in the corner. Shivering. Yeah, man, just kind of, you, you, you know, you got these claws and you're staring at these claws, man, and you're thinking to yourself with these claws, you're thinking, man, how am I supposed to kill this bunny? And you're poking how am I supposed at it, to man. You're poking bunny? at it. Yeah, you're not hurting it. You're just kind of gently batting the bunny around. You know what I mean? And the bunny's scared, Mike. The bunny's scared of you. And you got these fucking claws you got these fucking fangs, claws and these man. fangs, man. And you're looking at your claws and you're looking at your fangs and you're thinking to yourself, I don't know what to do, man. I don't know how to kill the bunny. With this, you don't know how to kill the bunny. Do you know what I mean? You're like a big bear, man. There was so much always sunny energy. Oh, man. It was, it was just Mac and Dennis walking around a casino. I was, and they kept switching back and forth. Whenever Trent was being a womanizer, he was Dennis. But after, yeah. whenever he wasn't, he was Mac. And that is why he did not have BDA. Yeah. Because it was all Okay, fake. I agree. I agree with that. So they, uh, Trent, middle of the night, Calls up uh, John Favreau and says, listen, we got to get you out of town, bud. We're going to Vegas tonight. And he's like, I'm I ain't going to no Vegas. I'm not going to Vegas. 300, and you got to wear your suit so they think you're a big roller. And he takes them to the old strip. So they're like in just this geriatric casino and they get a couple of cocktail waitresses. To, well, one was Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz stage show and yeah. one was a cocktail waitress who I remember from Charles in Charge. She was Charles's girlfriend. I don't she know was Scott Bale's girlfriend on Charles in Charge. I have no idea what this is. Older, older, older listen. I just will know that show. <laughs> John Favreau could have scored with this girl. He was doing pretty good. He's playing kind of the sad sack card. And then he gets into his girlfriend. Uh-huh. And he completely cock blocks Vince Vaughn. He, oh my God. I was so angry. I was uh, so angry. I Vin, was like, no. But Vince Vaughn's cool with it. He, he is so cool. He loves. His best friend, he loves this guy. He's n he's cool with it when he thinks he wants a condom. But no, in the car afterwards. Oh, yeah. He is like, listen, Mikey, it's okay. You know, she was into you, bud. Like, he's always just hyping him up. He's the pep talk king. He reminds me of my boyfriend's roommate. And and it's it's kind of a great trait. It makes you like him. Yeah. Because he's not just Dennis from Always Sunny just trying to score and be a scumbag. He's doing, like... He really just went to Vegas to help his friend yeah, like, get over something. The, the character himself, like, he's got his own, like, he has some horrible misconceptions about how you treat women. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. It's a lot of, like, he's nagging, messing with them. But at his heart, he's a sweet guy. He loves his friend so much. Yeah. He cries. Oh, yeah. When he, when, when, whenever Mike does well, he has a little tear in his eye. He's, so like, it's, it's he's also drunk out of his mind, but. So, um, do this shot. It's on. <laughs> So um, honestly, sometimes, sometimes, and like I, I, I enjoy being a girl. I'll sing that song from like that flower drum musical, whatever. But like when I see bro culture, I'm like, I'd like to be a fly on the wall there. Oh no, you don't. I, it was gross. I want to hang out. No, but it looks fun. It listen. The outfits in this movie are toy. I love that. Just that. Rat Pack look they're all they going really for. They really do. Oh my god! And they kept making references to I. Okay, I've I never had so many bowling shirts back in the day. <laughs> Guy Fieri. Never had a, never had a chain wallet though. I didn't. I never had the chain wallet. Did have a pair of wingtips. Warm to prom. They looked awesome. The black and white shoes. Oh yeah, I think those, those are ones, really cool. Oh, I have. A, I still have them. I don't know if they fit anymore. What What color was your prom suit? It was black and white. Okay, very and, cool. But it, I, I made the mistake of going collarless with the little button rather than bow tie. And I really wish I would have gone the other way because it, 
is not evergreen. <laughs> it uh, doesn't it doesn't really hold up when I look at the pictures now. Yeah. But those shoes, goddamn, they look good. I wish I had gotten tan before my prom picture because I got this really pretty pink dress. I was very excited to finally wear a pink dress and uh, I I was the same color as the dress. <laughs> so all the so, photos. So the movie goes on, John and it's really a lot of male conversation. Yeah. The movie is a lot it it's the guys getting ready to go out, but it's, by doing so you get a glimpse into each of these characters. Like, there's Ron Livingston, who just moved from Queens to follow Mike. He's his, his buddy. He's a sweetheart. He doesn't dress like them. He's still wearing, like, dorky button-downs and polos with khakis. He would fit in just fine here. Yeah, but in over there, like, he hasn't gotten into the culture yet. Yeah. And Mike is all into it. Trent is owning it. And then you have um, Patrick Van Horn, who plays Sue. Named after a boy named Sue. Yeah. Because the the song. And he's the tough guy. And he's a fucking prick. And he's a psycho play. And then you got um, Alex, who is um, the only black guy in this movie. Okay. No, I thought that was Sue. No, Sue is the one who pulls the gun. Fascinating. Okay. Because he he was named after a girl because it grew him up to be tough. Gotcha. Because he would get into fights. And that was the whole joke. So, yeah, he 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 went from zero to sixty real Oh, fast. he's a maniac. And then they show up at his house the next time, and he's like, "Nah, man, they're cool. We're friends. They love Trent." <laughs> so, it's a series of them going out to meet women, partying, and every party sucks. And they even make the joke, "You always want to go out, and then we go out, and then this party sucks. So we go over here and we drive the hills, and then that party sucks, and then we end up going home, and no one has a good time." That's how I feel about bar hopping, especially in Manhattan. Oh, yeah. That, that was literally college. Like, that's, that was a night out. And what I love are the little weird things. Like, they're all so cool, they bring their own cars. That? Okay. I was so angry. I was so upset. <laughs> Why the fuck are you doing that? Because you don't know if you're going to score. LA's emissions. But you, you don't know if you're going to get laid that night. You may need you're your car to get home. You're in a caravan. Can I be mad on behalf of my generation how, that like, that was a thing? That looked hilarious because it's like Trent's badass convertible, and then they all have like Hondas and like a Civic, and I think a, a red piece there's of crap. like a Kia. Like anyone's gonna steal your fucking K car. Is one of my favorite lines. So Ron Livingston is kind of the he's kind of the everyman next to Mike, just in yeah. terms of he's just kind of a dude. He understands Mike the most. Yeah, and but he is still kind of getting his feet wet, and he doesn't want to rock the boat, so he just kind of shows up. And you can tell he's not, like, the lead friend in that friendship, so to speak. Like, you notice how, like, there's a friendship dynamic. One of them has more confidence, always. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so they start going to um, different clubs and things like that, and they're always, you know, they're dressed, they're, they're going to, like, swing dance clubs. And yeah, that, where the Brown Derby the or brown the Derby, derby. not the Brown Derby. No, it's Brown Derby. They, I think that no, I think it's the, the I think it is the Brown Derby. Oh, because I was like, oh, interesting. It's not the Brown Derby like it is in Disney World, yeah. but maybe I just missed and the they, word. It wasn't neon. And they do something that my friends and I would do, where you just talk move in movie quotes and shit. Oh my god! And they they talk about oh that scene in um uh in uh what was it Goodfellas when they go through the kitchen and blah blah and they literally do that shot they in, do. in the next scene. They talk and and as they're doing that, they're doing the scene from Reservoir Dogs in the beginning where they're circling the table talking. 
at just random increments. And then they walk through the parking lot, and it's like a weird filter. I didn't know what they were doing because they I've were never doing seen the re- they were spoofing dogs, Reservoir Dogs. But I was. Next but you to know Sam, that shot from who, Reservoir Dogs. No, no. I was next to my roommate wow. who loves that movie. Had a poster of it on her wall. Let's in talk college. about the slow motion walk. I was like, "What is this YouTube ass shot?" Yeah. No, and it, it, it's a complete joke. If you saw Reservoir Dogs, you were slapping your knee, like when you saw this movie. Now, I saw this movie when I was uh, 17. Okay. And it, I, I always said, I thought, like, oh, this is, that's what guys like, that's so cool. I was and blah, blah, ask, blah. And did... you wanted to be these guys. As I got older and I rewatched it, I'm like, oh, these guys are dickheads. Like, <laughs> they're just, they seem confident, but they're not. Yeah. And that's the whole point of the, the movie is that they're dickheads. The beauty of the film is. It's a look at men for once. You know, usually you get that from women. You, everyone fails that Bechdel test in, in female films because they all have to have conversations about their boyfriends. Men fail whatever the male equivalent of the Bechdel test is yeah. because they're just always talking about women and, you know, scoring and things like that. And But Mike really just wants to be in love. Yeah. You know, he like misses you feel, his girlfriend. He misses that attachment. He misses, like, that excitement. And I'm not going to go crazy with talking about too many scenes only because they're a lot of them are very similar. They're kind of like sketches like the one where yeah. he's hitting on the girl at the bar and she's she's eating the olives. And another Did another you know who that was? For her. She looked really familiar. The Replacements. She's the oh, girl from The Replacements. Oh, yes. And John Favreau is also in Yeah, The Replacements. And I was amazed you had seen that because that's my favorite one of my favorite sports films. My parents love that movie. That movie's great. Um so I was like she's going to see him be very excited. It's a lot of just Mike complaining and then the guys giving him what they think is good advice. And it's really just, it, it's it's slimy ways to hit on women. And the movie itself feels self-critical. self-critical oh, it completely end. is. It's it's really holding a mirror to itself at the end. Yeah. Because... Because you see what a guy who's actually got confidence looks like. Yeah. Well, I mean... Or getting confidence. What happens... Being genuine. What happens is Mike finally has kind of a break because... He gets a girl's number, and he thinks he's doing well, and his friends are like, wait six days. Oh, my God. Six days, you maniacs. <laughs> Listen, that's insane. I Look, I have no context for this. I didn't grow up in this culture. Yeah. I texted the guys I liked. Yeah. Well, we would have text back conversations. Back then, you had to get a number. There was, there was we no did have texting to get the number. and stuff like that. So how long do I wait to call? About a day. Tomorrow. Mm-mm. Tomorrow, then a day. Yeah. So two days. Yeah, I guess you could call it that Definitely. two days. Two days is like industry standard. No, I used to wait two days to call anybody, but now it's like everyone in town waits two days. So I think three days is kind of money. What do you think? Yeah, well, but two's enough not to look anxious. Yeah, two's enough not to look anxious, but I think three days is kind of money. Yeah, you know, but you know what? Maybe I'll wait three weeks. How's that? And tell her I was cleaning up my wallet and I just happened to run into her number. <laughs> then ask her where you met her. Yeah, I'll ask her where I met her. I don't remember. What does she look like? And then I'll ask if we fucked. Is that, would that be <laughs> T? Would that be the money? You know what? Ha ha ha, Mike. Laugh all you want, but if you call too soon, you might scare off a nice baby who's ready to party. Well, how long are you guys going to wait to call your babies? Six, Six days. So he gets a number, and he calls her the same night. He debates it, and then he calls her, and he leaves a message. Just like, oh, you know, it's really nice. And, that, and then you get to learn what an answering machine is because he calls her like ten times. I know what an and answering machine And she hears was. the whole damn conversation. He's he, I, And he just looks more and more like a psychopath. I cringe so hard. I have a photo on my phone to show you because Sam took a picture. I crushed a can. 
I just like, and I know that's not hard to do, but it was like gradually. You just look like the mom from Drop Dead Gorgeous. It was gradually <laughs> over time. I was slowly crushing this can as this that's scene went funny. on. And it's frustrating because I'm sitting there going, dude, she, she, she was into you. You did good. Because you did okay. That was the whole rabbit and bear speech. They, they hype him up because she blows him off. He walks away and his friend's like, dude, get back there and get her number. And he does. He, he, you don't see what he says. He just walks up. He comes back with a number. Fake's going to tear it. And then he goes, nah. He puts it in his pocket. I also love that. Like, you think that he's tearing it just to be a jackass, but you find out that what was actually happening, and they played the Jaws music during that conversation, is this girl is like, way too much. Yeah. Like, just all at once, he did not get a oh, word in edgewise. You're talking about the party where Vince Vaughn's hitting on the girl. girl Groucho. She had oh, the cigar. She, she was, was a nightmare. And then I was like, I wanted to be an actress. Everyone said, you should be an actress. They're like, you have star quality. She was, oh, god damn. I have also tried to avoid that girl at parties. <laughs> so Trent gets that number, and he tears it up. So it's a callback to the joke where John Favreau goes to tear it up. He's like, nah, I'm going to keep it. And he goes home, ruins it completely oh, just by over-calling. Never call me again. <laughs> so he goes into this deep depression. He's he's just buried in his in his apartment. He sits by his door, drinking, drinking orange, orange juice and eating a stick of pepperoni with a knife. He's just so. cutting pepperoni. So Ron Livingston shows up, and Ron Livingston he knows him. So he he's, brought him food. He brings him food. He brought him his orange juice. That's right. He's just like, listen, man. You, you complain every day about how shitty your life is. You have an agent. You, you do a stand, an open mic night? Yeah. You have a line in a movie? I play a bus driver. Doesn't matter, man. You're doing better than most. I got turned down to play Goofy at Disney that World. That was, ooh. <laughs> at Disneyland. And he's like, you know, I really wanted that part. Meanwhile, the whole movie, he's talking about how he doesn't want to play Goofy. What do you want? You're tall. <laughs> I liked how they were like, at least it's Disney. At least it's Disney, man. Well, That's some true. things never change. Yeah, seriously. He gives him this kind of rah-rah speech that Trent can't give him. And he's like, don't tell me you didn't make it. You made it. This is Manifest Destiny. It's sunny every day here. And she's not coming back because you left. And, I, and he sits there and he, he really, he's like, no, I fucking left her. He goes, why would she call you? She has no, she's moved on. You need to too. And it's kind of this beautiful moment between friends because I've had that conversation. I think I've heard, I mean, I've had that conversation, but also I think I've heard people like that monologue people must be really into because I'm pretty sure I've heard that in acting it's classes. A, it's a great monologue. Cause I mean, just when he's like, when he's like, it's manifest destiny. It's, it's sunny, sunny every day, day here. It, Cause he's new to this. Yeah. And it's exciting to him as, as belittling as auditions are, it's better <sighs> than he was doing in New York. You know, in Queens of all places. I have to, like, remind myself of that so often now. Because, like, you get bogged down by, like, whatever, especially, like, in the winter when it's yeah. dark and shit. I have to, I had to, like, look around in my apartment, look around, like, when I was walking to work and be like, no, like, look at you. You moved to New York. Like, you wanted to do this since you were, like, 14. Like, you did it. You're yeah. here. There's stuff outside your door. Your boyfriend is across a river. Like, your life is going well. Chill. Dreaming only goes so far, eventually you got to wake up. Yeah. That's kind of the way I always looked at, at, at new situations. I always wanted to be a filmmaker. And then I got into filmmaking and I was like, terrified. You know, it didn't last long, just the pay sucked. Yeah. But. Not everybody it gets was to something, make it. it. doesn't mean you're not good. You know, it, but it's fun scary. Yeah. You know, and, and he's trying to explain that to his friend. And, he, and then he finally hits him with the hammer. And he goes, you left. This is your fault. You did this to yourself. Shut the fuck up, basically. Yeah. 
So he's like, let's get dressed. We're going to go out partying tonight. And the night before, they get into a gun... Well, Sue gets into a gunfight with a bunch of, like, white boy gangbanger wannabes. Could have played by Pete Davidson. It, literally, like, it, yeah, pretty much. It was, it was on Pete Davidson energy with those yeah. boys. It and been funny. he Pete, pulls Pete a Davidson gun on them. Funny. And you're like, they're like, holy shit, all our friends are fucking nuts. These guys are at Trent's ap- Sue's apartment the next day because Trent found them at Chicken and Waffles, bought them dinner, and they all became friends. He goes, that man can talk. That guy Trent is a smooth is a- operator. Trent is you know he's a used car salesman. He has BDE around other dudes. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, there you go. Yeah, he knows how to be the alpha. Yeah. But, he, but with women, he doesn't have one because he's not good with women. I mean, he's, like, he's fine with women. But he doesn't have like he's not a really he's not relationship material. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They know he's a fling. He knows it's a fling. Yeah, and he, they both accept it. They go to this club, and that's when you get the whole um, Goodfellas walking through the kitchen scene. Yeah. They know everybody at the club. That was kind of cool. They get their own table. They wipe all the crap off the table, and they take over. They they set up shop. They're holding court, and John Favreau's just like whatever. I'm gonna get a drink, and goes to the bar, and he sees this gorgeous blonde. It's Heather Graham. And she turns into a bunny rabbit for a second. Yeah. And oh, my it's, God. It's like, oh, man, I don't know if that's sexist or adorable. It's really weird. It was. It, it, it's like so many other things you've shown me. It's too weird for me to judge it. Yeah, exactly. And he goes up to her and he, he just starts gabbing. Like, they're just, he's being self-deprecating in the funniest way. He's doing what he does, being a comedian. Yeah. And she's playing into it because she's just as funny. Yeah. And the two of them... He and, like, fu- she's got that kind of ingenue energy that you can sense that he's after, that little girl next door. And she's little- going through the same thing, because she, she was from, like, Kansas or Indiana. And, and she, she came there for entertainment law. So she wasn't yeah. even an actor. She just came there to get jobs, to, uh, you know, do an accounting or law. Pretty cool, actually. Yeah. So she's like, well, you know, if a guy asked me to dance, I wouldn't say no. And he goes, well, you know, if a guy wanted to dance, would... And in why he's wouldn't almost, he with you? And he's like, he's like, oh shit, she's hitting on me now. He's almost got it, and then she turns it around, and he's like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, and uh, she uh. she gives him the confidence, and they so they go out on the dance floor, and they're kind of slow dancing, and it's sweet. And she gives him a look, and this destroys me whenever I see it, because he goes to walk away, and he's like, thanks for the dance. And they start playing fast music. And nobody's speaking. It's Big Bad. I think it's Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Go Daddy-O. It's something. Whatever it is, I saw that scene and I was like, John Mulaney absolutely just parodied this. And Sam looked it up and it was on really late night. And I'm like, he was like up late with the baby. And like this came on and he was like, this is funny. I'm going to do this. So in this scene, Heather Graham grabs his hand. And I mean, he's like a foot away from She grabs him, pulls him in. And he's just like, holy shit. Holy shit. She had BDE. Oh, yeah. She she owns him. Mm-hmm. And she gives him a look that is so, it's If a girl ever looked at me like that, it would destroy me. Oh, same. She was so into him. 100%. She's like, oh, no. It's the most sultry glare ever. And she, and he starts swing dancing. I mean, he's throwing her around. He's doing the twirly whirly shit. I, and I can't believe it, it's believable the way he gets into it because he's he doesn't look confident and then he mo- starts moving his shoulders a little bit and it looks a little awkward and then he gets more into it yep. and it's not as awkward and then they're spinning. Yep, and then he, he, they, they finish up. They walk, he dips her. Brings her back up. They go. The cute, like she did exactly enough of a dip because it was Well, that was the slow dip. dance they dipped. That's it was, right. It was cutesy. But it, 
They own the dance floor. His friends are drunk out of their minds. Watch oh, them. Trent, Trent is, is crying, crying, doing shots, like basically pouring hey, shots on girls. Shots to my boy. Here, here, here. Shot to my boy. Good. Personality yeah. plus every time. So he goes outside with her, walks her to her car. You know, she kind of makes fun of his card because it has um, the thing from You Bet Your Life on it, which is a duck with the Groucho Marx glasses. Uh, but they glasses. get it. They both and she get gets it. The, he goes, you know how many people thought that was Donald Duck on my card? Ah, agents are fucking idiots. She, she, he's <laughs> like, that's it. That's, I, I love you. He takes the card home. He, uh, they go out, well, they go out for, um, this is where you get to see Trent at his worst. And yeah. you, you need to see Trent at his worst. He's drunk. He's being belligerent. Just trying to hype his boy up. His boy doesn't need hyping anymore. Yeah. He grows up and he grows up and he grows up. up. He jumps on the table. He's like, you're the man. He's swinging his jacket. He hands his food to someone else for some reason. He's like, I couldn't eat it. I couldn't eat it. You you could have it. He has like two plates of food. The guy actually starts eating it. I could see him like, A plus choice. I think he slides it to the side. Oh, I thought the extra started eating it because he kind of got hunched. Either (laughs) like A plus choice on the extras part. So. Either way. You know, they go, um, he goes home, puts the card on the calendar. Tacks out six days. He does. And he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Next morning, he gets a call. He tacks out six days and then puts it at the three mark. Yeah, that's actually, true. That's true. Good. So he makes a little X on the calendar. He's ready to get it, uh, you know. And he's he's not going to call her. He's not going to call her. And then the phone rings. The phone rings. And it's her, right? No. No, it was uh, it's his ex-girlfriend. It's his ex. And he's like completely destroyed. He's back to his old self. He's He's just a miserable cuss. He, his and, voice gets lower. His and body she's, language. you know, how come you haven't called and this and that? And he's just like, well, I didn't call because, you know, how are you doing? Aren't you dating some guard? I don't know. She's, she's like, that doesn't matter. I'm like, bitch, I think it does. Yeah. She, she was dating some guy. But whatever. She, you know, I want to talk to you. She collects scrap metal or she sells scrap metal. Or, it's <laughs> and weird. Uh, in the middle of the call, beeps through. He goes, hold on. I'll be right back. It's Heather Graham. Ugh. And she goes, yeah, my friends told me she didn't call for like six days. That's just insane. Uh, and he goes, hold on, hold on. Uh, no, I want to talk to you. I want to talk you. to you. And the two sexiest his... things that he says in this movie are, no, I want to make plans to see you again. And he hangs up. He, and the next scene, they're at breakfast. It's him and Trent. Trent's hung over to shit. And Trent's like just like that. And you can see like coffee's all over the table. He's a complete <laughs> fucking mess. And he's just like, so you just hung up on your girlfriend? This girl you've been bitching about for six my fucking months? Ex-girlfriend. Oh, now she's your <laughs> oh, ex. Oh, she's your ex. She was always my ex. She was always my ex. And he just, ha- he's finally, he's like, well, Mikey, I'll bite. And then Trent sees a woman across the bar. He's almost going to explain what he realized. He's almost going to give this big speech. And instead. <laughs> he hits on this woman, sort of. He sees this woman <laughs> doing like she's doing baby games. She's making peekaboo oh, she's faces. faces. He's like, I don't know you. Maybe, I don't know, man. I got drunk. Who the hell knows? I might have met her with Sue at the bar last it's week. So Dennis, she's fucking crazy. But oh, you don't know who I am. You and the woman gets up to walk over. He's like, dude, 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 watch, watch, watch. I'm gonna hit. On. It's gonna be great. And she picks up a baby <laughs> from across the booth that she, she was, was clearly looking at. And he's just like, and Mike sees it. He's like, oh, so you're a fuck up too. Like yeah. you, you, you're just. As bad as the rest of us, you're just better at hiding it. That realization. And he's like, Mikey, um, so so you, you you hung up on her and and you made plans with the new girl, uh, Mike, Mike. <laughs> Let's Mike. not acknowledge this, huh? And it fades to black and it, it starts playing Dean Martin. Uh, I think it's Dean Martin's beginning to see the light. Yeah. I think it's Dean Martin. I might Something be wrong. Something like that. But this movie is, it really did shape a lot of the way guys dated. I think in my generation, at least the college years hmm. and the high school. I saw it just just out of high. I was just leaving high school, I was 17. Yeah. And it gave you this weird map of like 
how to hit on women that yeah. would never fucking work unless is... you followed that last scene. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people lost because we were too young to know better. It's very much from a time also when like we were still getting away from the whole concept of like men and women are practically different species. Uh, exactly. Which like if you watch movies from the 50s, it's very clear because men talk about women like they're a mystery and vice versa. Oh, and yeah. You see less and less of it, but like it's still present there. That oh, legacy yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're I mean, like, oh, to, to talk to these women as though they're a different species. Yeah, I mean you only really meet like four women at all in yeah. this movie. You mean, well, five, if you include the crazy one who was talking about like <laughs> wanting to be an actress. And they, they don't go, they're not in more than like five minutes of the film mm-hmm. here and there. It's really about the male. Guys being dudes. Guys being dudes, but it's honest. Yes. And that's the one thing, if you take away anything, you can kind of appreciate is guys aren't always great and sometimes guys are awesome. You know, like everybody's like that. Women are like that too sometimes. They can be just as bad as men. Oh, there's toxic behavior. Yeah, and and I think it was one of those films for at least guys who were getting into the dating scene, it was it was kind of this weird roadmap for like, us that we, we tried to follow, but none of us were actually that fucking cool. <laughs> I applaud you guys for even mapping it out. I applaud people who map out Tinder. It, it, oh. it all looks like a strange jungle to oh. me. Uh, I date my friends. That's what I've always done. God, yeah, I always dated my friends. friends. I, I I haven't had that many boyfriends or partners, but like I historically, I just I, I accidentally end up dating my friends. Yeah, it happens. So it, it, it does. But um, any anybody who can deal with this is like a wizard. So I'm very curious what you're gonna rate swingers. I want to give this movie a solid eight. I really enjoyed it. It's not like perfect. It's not my favorite movie in the world, but I would rewatch it. I, I did rewatch it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I had to show Will. I was impressed you rewatched it. I liked it. Um, okay, so you it got get, cuter the second time. So too. you gave it an eight out of eleven, which is pretty good for you. That's pretty good for yeah. this film. I, I was expecting less, um, at least when I gave it to you. Yeah. Um, for myself, I'm gonna give it a nine. I probably would have given it an eleven when I was seventeen. Time is a is a tricky. Tricky thing. Yeah. You know, and, but I still love this movie. This movie is part of the years I wanted to be a filmmaker. And it was about people trying to get into that industry. So it meant a little more to me in that aspect. And just, it was kind of the start of becoming an adult, going to college and having to learn how to be cool and and accessible Mm -hmm. to people. And I think for that, it, it was an important film for me growing up. But I would say a nine is a very solid score for this. Definitely. So um, what do you got for me next week on the show? Well, in honor of, and I, I believe we have this scheduled out correctly, the week this goes up should be Mother's Day. Yep. The week of Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. So I am in honor of that. I'm going to give you Bad Moms. I have not seen this movie. I wanted to see it. And it just, it slipped past me. I love this movie so I'm, much. I'm actually excited to watch this. Kristen Bell, um, Catherine Hahn, and Mila Kunis. Yeah. Beautiful. They can't do any wrong. <laughs> so uh, join us next week when we will be watching Bad Moms in honor of our mothers for Mother's Day. <laughs> Not a comment on you, Mom. I love you. Love you too, Mom. Uh, so I've been Adam Mock. I've been Melanie Weir. And, and we made you watch. A podcast. <laughs> See you next time. You've been listening to an N-Stars podcast production. 